If you go down in the woods today, you're sure of a big surprise. If you go down in the woods today, you better go in disguise. For every bear that ever there was will gather there for certain because today's the day the teddy bears have their picnic. Well, well, Miss Elfman, what have you done today? Who have you brought onto the show today? This is, um, a, this is a little surprise you threw. I would like to introduce to you. There's so many ways I could <laughs> phrase this. Got it, when you talk. The elder of the tribe, but I don't think she'll dig that, but I already said it. This is the legendary Rhonda, my mother-in-law, Bodhi's mother. <laughs> Hi, Rhonda. You have to hold your mic up. Otherwise, no one will hear a damn know, thing. Tra- and then I, we'll I have to do post-production do and have you come in and... Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. We can hear you. That's perfect. Any personal question I ask, just answer like that, and then we have nothing to worry about. And then dub it in. Yeah, yeah. and then I'll do my voice. <laughs> no, I'll just have Story say it. I'll have my eight-year-old say How what Freudian. I think should be said. That's so Freudian. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, okay. My mother, I mean my wife. My mother, wife. Oh, oh, my oh yeah, that's, Daughter, mother, know. wife. There is something to Father, be said son. about that. So um, how fun. I yeah. love having you on, Mom. This is fun for me. By the I way. Because you're a great personality and fun to be with. So she said it. that was her favorite song. So, she has a whole story about that song. Like you were playing that when we were getting ready and then we just opened it with that song. And then she starts telling me a story about that song. With Teddy Bear's Picnic. Well, so when you put that on and I right heard here. it, there you go. it was the most amazing thing. Because when I was in London a, yeah. a few years ago, yeah. it became my mission to find the original Teddy Bear's Picnic yes. song. Yeah, Isn't that interesting? it's an old I, it World War like II random. song from England. It's yeah, and for some, and I knew I would find it in London. Henry Hall and orchestra. Henry Hall and orchestra from uh, an album called Dad's Army. Like it was an old war tune from God. World War II Amazing. in England. Teddy Bear's Picnic. I love that song so much. I'm sure I sang it to you too. Yeah. Do you remember that? I I actually don't hear. I'm going to tell you this is it's going to be hard, but this is you the best way. Have to keep it like right here. More like at the chin. Like you don't want to block your face, so like right beard there. at my beard. At the beard. Right yeah. at the, at right your beard. Okay, great. That's your um, goatee. I didn't know that you used to sing that to me at all, but I found out about it from my uncle Danny cuz he did a, a remake that he never released. He just did it for himself and for his I think he did it for his daughter. He did it for his daughter Molly. Right, mm. right. Yeah, he did a remake of it with the words maybe slightly askewed for his daughter, who was a little girl at the time, Molly. So this was probably 27, 28, 28 years ago. Slightly skewed, not askewed. Slightly askewed. Were you just skewed? No, like you a painting on the wall it. is like <laughs> askew. It's gone, it's askew. And what did he do? Skewed he skewed it. it. He yeah. skewed it. Mm-hmm. So you skewered. The meaning of it. Oh, wait, but no, it was I changed. just skewered him on his mispronunciation. <laughs> but it, but <laughs> the it wrong was, usage. But he changed it, so wasn't yeah, that... he skewed it. He skewed it. Yeah. No, skewed it means to make it for specifically something, right? Yeah, that's what he did for his daughter Molly. But it was slightly... He skewed it for his daughter Molly, right. but he slightly skewed it. And no, the painting it's a, is skew. It's an adjective. It's a skew. Shit. For reals? Yeah, I think so. I could be wrong. Okay. We'll, we'll check I'll this look all it up at after. the end of this uh, story. Yeah. So oh, you, you used to dig the song? Oh, I just love it. And actually, by the end of the day, I spent all day going from store to store, record store to record store, then children's stores, and then I found a CD that it was on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a nursery rhyme CD. Wow. Yeah. And it, it was on there. It was amazing. It's a great song. Oh, my God. It's just tender. Hmm. I love it. <laughs> and the instruments are fantastic. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, you have a good taste in music, huh? Thanks, sweetheart. Yeah. But yeah, you have good taste in music. Good. 
I love the music you pick. You always have like this really interesting approach to sound and music. I think I get that from my pop. Yeah. That's good. And your mop. And my mop. And your mop. I get it from my pop and my mop. mop. Well, actually, my mom turned me on to the Beatles. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was a a Beatles fan from the time I was maybe nine or ten. I was listening to Beatles songs with 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 my mom telling me like the meanings of different like why John wrote that song or why Paul wrote that song. That's cool. Yeah, that was pretty we cool. We were just playing eight tracks of Helen Reddy in our 77 Camaro. <laughs> Helen Reddy. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I am a woman, hear me roar, because my oh, mom God. was on a feminist kick. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so every way. man was a male chauvinist pig. That was that was like the term of the the hour. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was we were I'm hard on you. I'm just gonna shut up. <laughs> I'm just gonna shut up. That's yeah. right, and that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> so I have a question. Still, I have a question, Rhonda. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about. It. I knew you were coming on the podcast, and I was like, I want to know because I obviously live with him day in and day out for 26 years now. But I was thinking, you know, I'm also raising boys. Like I have my children, and I'm married to a boy, obviously. So. I want to know, so every time I'm looking at my kids, I'm wondering what qualities that I have seen since birth are going to continue into adulthood. You know, there's those ones that there's just the kid versions of shit. You know, they're just like being kids. But there's those, you know, the personality that's, you know, strings through all the way to adulthood. And I was going, I want to know, like, what qualities you see today were there when he was young. Wow, far out question, right? Like, what do I have now, or what, you know what things I mean? am I do I like do those now? identifiable traits, wow. either of his creativity or answers. his feistiness? No, I'm just saying areas of personality that <laughs> you go, yeah, no, that was always there, you know. Humor mm. is like the number one. Yeah, humor. Mm. I got that from you. You have a major. Yeah, you crack me up. You have one of the we greatest senses of humor I've ever seen. Like you're, you're hilarious. Yeah, there's humor. And your humor is a wit. In that Russian family, my mom's side. Yeah. No humor in my dad's side. <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> if one's like a Russian. Well, <laughs> no, he had humor, but the women had the this women. beautiful. The women have to have humor to deal with humor, those men. Humor from the, the bosom, from the depth. This yeah. amazing right. Jewish humor yeah. in very few words. They just cut right to it. Yeah. That you that's do. Russian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's super Russian. Jima. Jima, Jima. Okay, so humor. And you always wanted to be happy. Oh. Wow. And you always do want to be happy. <laughs> and, and Sorry, I think no, I inhibit that greatly. <laughs> I don't think so. You always want to be happy, too. But... <laughs> Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm you know, fine but sometimes you gotta smack it down in a relationship. That's, <laughs> 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 yeah. that's true. Yeah. You know what the thing about Jenna is, Mom, is that she. She's very naturally happy with no matter the. This is one, and this is one of the things that we get into with her and I. She's happy with with things just the way they are. Like she's very chill. So things could be shit, and she's like, "I'm fine. It's not that big of a deal." Well, because I know I'll handle it. I'll make anything better. But I know you're, how to handle you're myself. very like your your keel is very deep in the water of happiness, mm-hmm. right? I like to be happy, but I like to make things or life good so I can be happy. So what happens is that we'll find a scene, and I'll be like, "I think this can be fucking better, so I can be happier, and so the kids can be happier, and so you can be happier." So I fuddle with it. In the fuddling, it makes you a little agitated, but the, in the long run, it gets happy. But the thing is with you is you're fine with the way it is. Yeah. So we sometimes get into shit because yeah. you're kind of like... Because I get uncomfortable when you start fuddling. And you're fine the way it was before. 
Like, yeah, but the thing is, is I've, sense. I've realized now, though, how badass shit gets when I let you fuddle. Yeah. I've learned. I just learned this year because he'll start getting into something, an area of life, and he's like starts digging and trying to like, he sees how it could be better or more optimum, right? Jewish. And I'm like. <laughs> she said, Jewish. She said, Jewish. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm good. Seeker. <laughs> yeah, he is a seeker. You're impulsive. And Bodhi's like a seeker. Right. Bodhi, he starts Bodhi going. Dharma. Yeah. You're a yeah. seeker. I was named. Okay, so how amazing is that? And intuitive of you, Mom. So check this out. So you name me Bodhidharma after a prophet. The a, first Zen patriarch. Right. And he went in, he brought Buddhism to China, right? He was Indian and brought Buddhism to China, if I recall. I, I think I recall back did, then, 4,000 years. Did it start in India? India went to China, then Japan. Yes. So mm. I was named after a prophet named Bodhidharma. So. Jenna becomes an actress. Was does it Bodhisattva? A, does, no, Bodhisattva is a state. Bodhidharma oh. was the prophet that I that mom yeah. named me after. Yep. So you become an actress, and within a, within a very <laughs> oh. short time, you get a show created for you by Chuck Lorre and Donnie, Dottie Dartland, who created the show for you yep. called Dharma and Greg. About a, a free spirit who was raised by hippies. Right. Total opposite so, everything. And they, the creators of the show yeah. had no idea about me right or who i was but or the kind of upbringing you had right but they created dharma for you which was essentially who i was named after and a slight a slight version of my childhood yeah like very there's many things that mimi kennedy she she was um abby who was the character of my mother on dharma and greg that character abby was a hippie many of you know and she did some crazy stuff and not unlike a lot of stuff you've done. And Mom, you had a bit of an interesting oh. life. You had an interesting... <laughs> tell us about your background. Jima. No. <laughs> we call part? her Jima because when she's like, I am not going to be called Grandma. Do yeah. not call me Grandma. You're going to call me Jima. That's amazing that, that, so you, yeah. that, that moniker you gave yourself stuck and is the killer moniker of all no, time. Yeah, good. it's like that's rock that's and roll. You're not Grandma you're, because you're such a young... And also, you're very young. You had me very young. And 21. And that's pretty young that's to have. That's pretty young. Yeah, I and, waited. And you're young yourself, so you're a young grandmother. <laughs> and so you're Jima. Yeah. Well, check it out. You had me at 21. I had my first kid at 37. Isn't that amazing? And I think um, I was born around my dad's age of 30, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, but so Jima, you're Jima. Yeah, but so she wasn't like Jima. she, you know, settled down with a guy and got pregnant at 21 started having kids early you were like a rebellious no, we hippie waited and had one night oh two nights it, it was two, two nights three. i was, oh, was a two night stand i think it was maybe three it went a little bit i was know. a two night stand or a two like or three two night and a half was it three times having sex though oh or was there several in one I don't night need to know well i guess i, I don't to care know. all right i don't give a shit actually how many times did you guys have sex? Several. And Several. It was just fabulous. Right. And then he got made, but they were never together. Was it? Okay, this is what I've... Okay, this is... If I'm okay with it if you're okay with it. I mean, Jenna's like... She, I don't have anything on I'm it. I'm fine with it. I don't give a shit. Look, we're all here so today happily communicating. No. What's the problem? I, I think it's life, man. It'll, there's so many situations in life. Do you know how many billions of people... I know that I've gotten older. Yeah. It helps. I with talk the, about this so I much younger, it but all. now Water under the bridge. it changes as you get older. It's You're like, right, because I kind of don't talk care. About, I can talk about that. Yeah. Let me just go back. 30 years you know, ago, as they I may say, not be wanting to have the conversation. Now it's kind of fun to me. Like, yeah. I'm like, I can, well, here we are. Yeah, it's like it's you have neutral. grandkids, your yeah. daughter-in-law, your son. Like, 
we have fun every week. Like so what's I, the I think, awesome. Who cares? Um, who was on top? No, I, I, I don't care so much about that. I top. bet you were. I bet you were on top. Just flipped him over. <laughs> oh, no. oh no, she did. Oh no, oh, she, she did. Went there. Oh no, she did. I'm so went glad there. you did because oh, it's no, totally she didn't. kicking and screaming appropriate. Oh no, she didn't. Oh Gima. Um, okay, so oh, no, you now I have like so many questions for you that I've never asked you. No, my glasses are so. Foggy. Okay, here, fog them. Unfog them. That's all right. You can unfog them on the podcast. Yeah. And you still your garlic tattoo's hanging in there. Oh my god, isn't it's totally sad. still there. It's a temp. That one's a temporary. Well, now she's Beautiful. off mic now. Oh, oh. Let's let her finish the fogging, the defogification. Garlic. It's a kid's garlic tattoo. Oh, it's magnificent. That she put on having White. to do with the kids. Beautiful. It is because you're an artist and you have good ideas. We're gonna defog the glasses because I'm getting everybody worked up. Okay. Yep. You can defog. You just leave it out because it's gonna fog up again. Uh oh. Leave it out. That cloth. It's okay. <laughs> There's a story behind that cloth. Um, oh, is that the zip cloth? Okay, yeah, that's a whole thing. That's that cloth. zip cloth has the picture that our kid ended up seeing, and then we had a whole situation. Oh, that's yeah. Kathy Opie cloth. Yes. Bring the mic closer. Photographer. Right here. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, Kathy Opie. Okay, so <laughs> when you were having this little weekend affair with Bodie's dad, both of you have already been on the podcast. If you guys haven't seen it, we had both of them on the podcast playing music in the background. I think it was called or- Drummers. Origins of Elf. Origins of Elf. That's that one. Which is my mom and dad playing kunga, kunga drums. Yeah. They both play drums. They're they were amazing. amazing. Yeah, They're amazing. Great. Um, but like, as a female, when you're having one of these weekends with someone, and I think, you know... You were with a man, which is probably an anomaly in and of itself at that time, right? Or was there no, like... No, I was... You were I just both, guys, but right? I really... Liked girls better. Yeah. yeah I okay. always liked their sisters. Right. Or their mothers. Yeah. So, it, depending... Or any excellent woman. Right. You know, I understand When that. it worked, it worked. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more, Mom. So, <laughs> yep. Everyone's a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't agree and, with you more. Um, That's right. But like, okay, so... It's the 60s. Were you thinking about contraception or was it not even on the table? Like, did he wear a condom or was it just free love, 60s? Or no, were you I, not even thinking you could get pregnant? I'm happy you did. But, like, as a woman, because I have had unpro- plenty of unprotected sex. Wait, wait, you haven't had plenty. Don't say something like that on a podcast. You haven't had plenty. I know how many you have. I know what the number is. I'm not going to say it, but it's not plenty. Well, it's plenty for her, though, right? Plenty for her, but, I mean, you compare it to my number. When you compare plenty. it to a boy's Oh, your point of reference, target. you thinking of me in your capacity, I can see why you're going in an uproar. It's so you, my version of plenty. And I know plenty of single girls. I, your number well, is look, incredibly low. if you've had sex low. five times with no protection, that. that's plenty okay. for me. I'm just that's saying dangerous. I got involved early on with you. I kind of cut that fucking shit off. Yeah, but with you since you were ni- I was 19. Yeah, I cut that stuff off yeah. fast. Well done. You, I'm not you talking to you right now. You were bamboo. You were, you were about to grow. You're not the one I'm asking. Okay, go ahead with your question. You wanted a girl with over low here. numbers. Going over the sisterhood here. Yeah, you want a girl with low here. numbers. Yeah, you have some chocolate. Okay, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, but are you, because I remember when I was like 18 and I was having unprotected sex. I wasn't thinking about getting pregnant. No, you know you, you're not going to. I was just thinking you're not about going it. To. But I, I, I don't, I think that I always, they never left it in though. That is the thing. They would always pull out. So, well, they always said everything's fine. Right. Isn't that like the key word? But I don't know. You're a different generation. So it's different. That dialogue or what we were educated into is different. It, 
there was so much freedom in the 60s right. sexually. Right. You didn't, you, there it was, was just no a big whatever, right? It was big like W, one to the other. whatever. It was fun. There were no bad experiences really until. Right. She got pregnant. Much <laughs> later on in the decade. Well, then the AIDS the 60s epidemic were when everything started manifesting. The Charles Manson, that changed everything. Dude, that just changed everything in the beginning of you knew the trusting people. You yeah. knew the fucking driver. Yeah. You knew, you knew Charles Linda, Manson. Let me well, just give some context. Yeah, Bodhi was taught, raised yeah. here in L.A. I was raised here in L.A. too, but Bodie was raised by Rhonda in the heart of Hollywood, like by Sunset and Coenga, like in in the hippie in the hi- world of hippies. In and that 60s. was in the early seventies. So that was a completely different scene than like Amoeba Records and Urban Outfitters at Coenga and Sunset. Totally different <laughs> scene. And it was the sixties and you know, you were an artist. It was the artist hippie scene. There was a lot of drugs and rough edges. Right? There's yeah, no I mean, urban there, outfitters and, were, and hipsters. It was like different. No, it was just hippies. Right. You were either a hippie or you were or straight. Square. It or was square, so easy. Was. Or straight, straight, square. Yeah. You were working or you were a hippie. Right. It mm. was magnificent. It just, it was a <laughs> it was renaissance. Black and white, huh? It was the decline Get, of things past, of all good American things past. Can I tell you a theory, values. though, I have right. about hippies? I think that, that, all female or women hippies were genuine. I think all guy hippies mm. were full of opportunists. shit. Were opportunists about getting laid. And my dad confessed this to me, that he never knew any real guy hippies. He knew guys that were trying to be hippies because they could get laid. And the minute, the minute that that la- getting laid stopped, they all went into business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My dad said, listen. That could really be true. Said, yeah, I could see oh, that. Your dad, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, guys yeah. that were of pretending to be hippies men. were so yeah. full of shit. They were playing that game for pussy. And when and when the pussy dried up, they all like they all got the fuck out of town or got a job and put on a tie. So they did a lot of like That's nodding, yes, yes, about well, like, peace grew and their then hair it was like bend over beard and was music because it got the pussy. Right, and it was like oh f- peace, love, free makeup, dance in the park. And then when the pussy dried up, they were like, yeah, let's get a fucking job and do start some investing shit. in corporations. <laughs> well, real estate and stocks. That's an interesting thing. But he just didn't feel knew, like the, all the guys I, were full of shit. Well, I didn't know those guys. But I remember some of those guys, mom. Until I met your dad. I remember some of the guy hippies. The ma, the the women, the women hippies that I grew up with that you knew, your friends. They were amazing. The guys, all of them. Let me just be honest. One for one, every one of them was a complete asshole. I mean that. There. Think about all the guys that you knew when I was about from like two to ten. The guys were dicks. Like they all were inconsiderate with women. They all made passes on people that were married or had girlfriends. They all were like kind of jerky and douchey. Like they were all like the ones you knew her friends, her friends that were guys. The girls were amazing. The guys were dicks. I wasn't there. But isn't that like the guy, the guys that I hung around, you know, husbands of my girlfriends, the guys that I knew musicians, they were guys. I mean, they, they did what guys do. Dicky things. And, you know, there were lots of betrayals. Right, what I mean. And would do douchey really, things and were vindictive Like pretty and much mean. every girlfriend I know was betrayed and divorced with the kids. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I totally, I, and I saw that uh-huh. and that made an effect on me because when I became a dad, something dug deep in me and I went, I'm not going to fucking do that. Like all I knew was douchey dudes. That were fucking around, sleeping around, uh, not there for their kids. N- like something hit me deep inside where I went, that I'm not going to do that. And 
it made an effect on me. Like it really, really did. Mm-hmm. And that's why, yeah. you know, 26 years later, I've, I've been faithful to my wife for 26 years, which yeah. I don't need a medal for, but I mean, you know, it made you an effect do. on me. Yeah, to, you do. To see you do how it was with the guys that I knew that were adults when yeah. I was a young boy, the adult guys were not like that. And it, no, there was no dads around. Like they were come and go dads. All the neighborhood kids that you, you and I what, grew though, up with. Not even then, though. I know some come and go dads currently. I know. It's, it's, it's still and there. They were there 100 years ago, and they will continue to be there. until They're there, they're like, there when they're getting laid, they're and then there. when the product of getting laid starts to I know come to fruition. I know many of them. I know many, many And it made an effect them. on me because I am there for those kids. You sure are. I'm yeah. there. I'm John. You know what? Daddy I'm going to get spot. you a medal. We're going to have an awards presentation on the next podcast. But I have a few friends that Just are saying. like me that it. are like really bitching dads. Yes. I have they some really exist. good friends that are like, they're really there, man. They're like, they're there every day. They're there every moment of the day. They well, help out with their You don't have to be there every lives. moment of the day. That's the thing. I think, you know, you don't it's have to be there every it. moment. It's the fact that when you're there, you're present yeah. and you're there consistently. Yeah. And you're not just this disconnected, no perception of like that kids like this need, one did it know? all. I know you did the whole thing. You raised him amazing. all by yourself. She's amazing. Mostly. <laughs> but she did it. But she did. But she's amazing. There was a like she shadow there. Yeah. She did. She did a lot. I mean, she held her jobs and she had to like you know wash dishes and clean houses. Like she just fucking Women took care of business. Women automatically know how to do all that. Yeah. If my, we can have a baby, we know how to do everything. She was yeah, fucking amazing. That's, that's what it is. But I think that's you're true. living in in the lucky time of. It's all changed for dads now. Dads are amazing now. Dads yeah. have those packs in front. They're, they're, they're <laughs> carrying doing, kids in the Bjorn. They're carrying the head. Dude, they know nothing. How hold, nothing they know yeah. how to hold nothing the head. Is a symbol of this is amazing. Than, than fucking Bjorn. It has changed. Everything no, I think is there's blending. a happy medium though. It's blending everything. This side, this side is now blending. I don't think politically, father, yeah. fatherhood, but I don't think everything. that fathers should become vaginas. mothers. Fathers shouldn't become mothers. They should just be good fathers. Meaning, like when I see the husband, I I think our our culture skewed so much into like women are working now and the dads are taking care of the kids and there's people that that totally works for and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it at all. And I think it's so beautiful. The people who make that work harmoniously Mm -hmm. for themselves, it's fantastic. But there are some where I see the dad doing it. Like I'll see, you know, I'll see them and they're like pushing the stroller and that you know the wife's at work and they just have this look of like there's a certain fire that's dimmed out of their eyes you know it's true i think it's important that dads contribute and are present but they shouldn't be the moms but they don't need i I don't know i think when the woman but here's the thing it's like every person's life is different and there's some people the women it their career takes off or it works for them and that's that moment in their marriage but I do think that there's a value to that woman with the children that's very, very important and valuable. And I'm not going to get on a whole spree because I don't. I, I really respect people that it works for, and they were. Everyone has to go through their journey. But but there's what? but Nothing. then but no. You're laughing at me. I'm not laughing at you. I'm smiling at my mom. No, you're snickering because you think I'm getting on my high horse. Were you on your high horse? <laughs> Trying to be compassionate <laughs> about other people. <laughs> Well, there are, but there are the world, two moms and two dads. It's all changed. It's really all changed. It's extraordinary. Yeah, it, that's it true. It is so popped open now that there's, the lines are blurred. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. This is what's happening in politics. This is what's happening in everything. It's constantly learning. It's not fixed. Nothing is fixed. No. It's 
amazing. And America, I don't know, in ancient cultures, <laughs> yeah, in ancient cultures, <laughs> the lines have been blurred. I feel like the guns just got for leveled a million me for a years. So, what are the qualities that? Let my me mom, say something. Yes. High horse is called womanhood. Oh, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> okay, good. Yes, dear. <laughs> yes, dear. Pop it open. We're the ones that bring peace and harmony. You're the ones that start the fucking wars. <laughs> it's true. So if we're the entities that communicate and express ideas and push them through, don't laugh at it. I'm not laughing at it. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> I'm not laughing at all right now. <laughs> We've gotten into a very serious podcast. So There's I'm no Hillary. occurring. I'm totally for Hillary. Yeah. I'm totally for the woman. <laughs> but see, I, I disagree with you on the that. fact of just being for a woman for the sake of because she's a woman. Because I know some women, I don't, um, I, I don't want to vote just because she's a woman. No, me either. But here's our opportunity to get a woman in the symbol of America. Mm-hmm. We, need, we need the men out. Because men love war. I, just I have no problem whole, with this. I just right. brought a whole I have bag no of problem. guns when I see the boys. I have no <laughs> They're the best guns Yeah, here's my ever. hippie, peace-loving mom who like always brings guns, guns for the in kids. The other room. I know, it's so good. They all came all the yeah, time. Yeah, but you get little boys. Yeah. You did. <laughs> so you get it. So what are the qualities? You were asking I'm done mom. being serious. I just had a moment because you were snickering at me. And when I, I, I felt like I was trying to be like understanding of other people's situations. Yes. Because life's hard, man. And so sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yes. So that's why I was trying to be caring of that and not be judgmental. Yeah, of I wasn't people. snickering. Okay. But there is. If you watch it back, it might look a little bit like you're Yeah, it looks like it, but it wasn't laughing at you. I, oh, okay. I didn't know what to do with what was happening. So oh, so I you're uncomfortable. But I think you also felt me thinking. I was trying to, because all I kept thinking of was. Two dads, two moms, two dads, two moms. Right. So, and that works beautifully. Yeah. I'm okay with whatever fucking works. Yeah. People have to make their life work. That's all. Now, (laughs) what was the the topic that you originally asked? Well, I asked what qualities as a young boy that you see now, and you said humor and wanting to be happy. Yeah. And then what about, like, creatively? That's the question I have. Like, did he, like, because he's super inventive with creative ideas. Did you see any of that when he was young? <laughs> Not so much then. But oh. that's the amazing thing is you were in He mon- was a little stupid. And <laughs> no, 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 no. He never were. God, it would have been so funny if you went, eh, he was not very creative, kind of stupid, and pretty ugly. No. <laughs> no, not. that's not what you're saying. I know. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back to my thought. You were in... We- we had you in Montessori school, which yeah. was all free time, and you named your own. You hated that. You really love to be disciplined. Yes, he but does. Was, he likes things very organized and yeah. planned. Because you you didn't grow up with any. You, you know, you, you know couldn't what's use interesting? a knife and a fork. You were we raised our kids as total animals. I know, but we here's, were hippies. You were animals. I'd like to thank you for that. <laughs> But here's where here's where yeah. it's interesting. There's one complaint I have, Gma. We had to break the okay, rules. Wait, I have had a to educate him on Animal common Kingdom. gentlemanly situations yeah. because yeah. there's none of that knowledge. No, no, and he then, did not come loaded with that. No, no, uh, and then educational system. And we couldn't believe that. Like, can you just have some manners? Well, but you didn't know what they were. <laughs> So there was a point where everything flipped. You get annoyed at your turned, kid. Have manners, just, but you'd never taught them manners. No, it just yeah. turned to crap because now 
the cute thing was over, and now, <laughs> wait a minute, this isn't working. Because my childhood. And now because I was raised with manners, yeah. now I wanted to see them. Right. But we had to disregard all of the rules. My childhood was like, it was like 15 kids with the most incredible names, all running the streets of Hollywood naked. In, like naked well, or in our underwear. That's what it was, yeah. That's and it was, what it, was. Fuck, it was like fucking Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Like, I grew up in Hollywood. It was Lord of the Flies. It was 15 kids with names that were out of control, like mine and everyone else's were just these amazing, all just running completely wild with the parents that were like, whatever. And here's the interesting thing. So I could kind of do whatever I wanted growing up. And because of that, I actually completely got out of drugs at 14. Like, stop, I haven't done anything since I was 14. Stopped drinking at 19 completely other than like... A, what in kind a ca- of drugs were you doing? I was smoking dope and doing a few other things, but not very much. But I got complete... Like, I lost complete interest in it. <laughs> that front window at Homewood, right? Yeah, like we had a house that had a front window that just opened up to the street, and the kids would just go in and out of the front window. They wouldn't have to use the door, so she never knew who was yeah, coming so or going. we were sleeping in the back. We didn't know one thing about how that front of the house yeah. was rocking and all lit up. I can just tell you... We thought the house you, was dark Girls were coming quiet. in and out of that front door. <laughs> Girls were coming in and out. They would come over. But you didn't put any. All hours. You didn't she have didn't give any a rules shit. on that, did you? She well, had a couple of rules. How old were you? Twelve ish. Yeah. Well, we didn't know that. A little older than that. Parents. When, when the girls. You know, when the when the friends started to come over, it was a little older than twelve. Yeah, it was like yeah. you know. But, but parents get stupid. I could do whatever I wanted, and because of that, by fourteen, I was like, eh, I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> I fucking just get a girlfriend and I be played done with this out. Yeah. So I played it out, and then met Jenna. At t- when I was 21 and was like, and I'm done. I'm out. Bodie out. Like I turned in my, yeah, I turned in my it. card and went off. And that was it. Bec- I think there's an there's an, an interesting rebellion to that. Like I rebelled. You rebelled the opposite and was like, I'm fucking done. I'm over. Like it. it was so left that you rebelled. You know, you had a very conservative upbringing and rebelled as in your own. Kind I was of way. seeking freedom. You right. had freedom. You were seeking discipline or discipline structure. Some structure. And you Amazing. did all you wanted when you were younger. Yeah. It's just like keeps flipping and yeah. flipping from generation to generation. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. It's, yeah. it's totally trippy. And then the boys, everything's just easy. Do you see anything? Things in are the, just easy. Do you see anything? Up. In they know more than I do. They know yeah, so much. Brilliant. It's yeah. just brilliant. Do it's you see incredible. anything in the two boys? By the way, you're an amazing grandmother. An amazing. I wish to God you were that good of a mom <laughs> as you are a grandmother because you're fucking amazing with them. I'm you're, not even going to defend myself. You're amazing with them. The more I watch you with the kids, I go, wow. <laughs> I feel so bad for you. <laughs> you were so lucky, but yeah. So are there any qualities in them that you see that were like me in, the, in, the, in either of them? You feel bad for him. Why? Because, you know... I still, I was raising you like kind of the way I was raised. I was strict in certain ways. I was. It was in me. Right. Like when Story asked me why I made you eat. Rock soup? No. What was it? I made you eat. Oh, avocado or something. I'd always make you. Onions. Make you eat the things I thought you should eat. You were Russian. Broccoli and onions. Jewish. You needed to eat onions. Oh, my God. You needed to eat scallions. You needed to eat onions. She would put onions in everything and ruin the meal. Yeah. And I hated onions, and I'd be like, no onions. So she'd put chop extra onions and put them yeah, in there. Yeah, I don't make them well, eat no, things no, no. they don't want to <laughs> no, eat. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I, I wasn't allowed to leave the dinner table until I ate my peas. And when I was young, peas, man, the second oh, yeah. they got near my nose that I oh, could yeah. smell or taste, I wanted to puke. It turned my gag reflex on. Yeah. And my, even to this day, I'll eat peas, but I have like, I have like that, you know? <laughs> Why and, um, I go through it. <laughs> because they're good for you, and I just I put some butter and salt. I dig them, or in a little you know saute. But um, 
but I won't make my kids do that. I try and educate them about the value of vegetables and encourage them to do it and try and get them to do it. But I'm not as successful, but I'm not, I think it's worse to, I think it's better if they go without vegetables a little she, bit, but at least they have the their integrity about what they're the putting table. in their body. Yeah. She had the same thing where I couldn't well, leave the table until certain things were there eaten. There was dinner. Yeah. Eat it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not like that with the kids, but there, what was the other thing? Oh, she made rock soup. Mom made rock soup. She actually Yeah. We got, told the kids that and they were like, why do you no, make it's one of, rock soup? It's one of their favorite stories of all time. You had some hippy dippy thing where you went out in the backyard and you got just the right stones and you made some fucking porridge with rocks. Was it art? S- no, it was dinner. <laughs> 60s. Uh, can't explain it. When people die, you just burn them on a pyre and <laughs> burned incense, danced, and you just let it burn out. Yeah, that's how it was at our house. You just swept it up the next backyard day. Backyard with hi- old hippies dead on the pyre, rock soup, <laughs> naked, and naked kids running around the, the city. I think the recipe was from. There was a book written by a woman, Alicia Bay Laurel. This was like the Bible that. of the 60s. It was amazing. It told you how to do everything as a hippie. You can it was still like the get hippie this book. survival guide. It was amazing. The guidebook re- to being it was a true a Bible. hippie. And it said how to have a baby in the woods. Wow. <laughs> how to have a baby in your living room. Because I was I on. Did. I was. Uh, I was born on the kitchen table. Yeah, you were just born. Born yeah. on the kitchen the, table in West living, Hollywood. Did you know that? that oh, in the my, living room. That my mom uh, saved the placenta, put it in the freezer because it would have some hippie nutritional value later. Did you? And, eat it? and no, her dad Didn't gave it to the dog. Thought it was like some sort of cutlet. Right. So <laughs> so my placenta was in the freezer, and it was like going to be used for some hippie thing. And my grandfather came over and was like, what's the cutlet for? And he gave it to the dog. <laughs> what's the veal cutlet about? Was and that cola? It, the dog cola? Yeah. Gave it to the Did dog. Did cola like puke or get diarrhea? No, she's no, probably well, very well, healthy. Really, uh, that is, dog lived forever. No wonder. No, no. Here, here's she the story because there is, a, there is a real story. So born in the living room. Save the placenta to give to the dog. So the placenta's in a bowl in oh, the okay. kitchen. Oh, my God. People were coming <laughs> in and out. Your head crowned. My friends walked in, Karen and Bob, with little Charlie, your best friend Charlie, on his shoulder. Yeah. And friends were there, and the door opens, the screen door opens, and then slams, and Bob walked in and said, oh, what's going on, Rhonda? <laughs> and there... <laughs> Like Bodie's like head amazing. sticking out of your vagina. And that was really it. It was just <laughs> yeah. amazing. And then the rest of you was born, and people were around, and the placenta went into the kitchen. And then hours later, my dad came over and was in the other room cleaning up and, you know, doing things. Avoiding looking and, at you well, in your vagina. Well, because I was naked. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I was naked. It was summer. It was yeah. hot, and I was young, yeah. and I refused to put clothes on. Sure. I just had a baby. I was yeah. nursing. It was like, yeah, it was like nature. Totally. Mm-hmm. So my dad went into the kitchen yeah, and cleaned up. No, he didn't know what it was. I was nursing he just in threw front of my away. dad once and he was just like... <laughs> oh yeah, they don't like... They, they didn't want to like see that. me and just my tatas t- and my nursing kid. No, and that's thought, what you well, do as a woman. You're nursing and you just like don't want clothes on. Like you just, your body's like... <laughs> You know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. My yeah. dad was like... I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> well, you're no longer like a daughter. Right. You're a mother. Yeah, which was why I thought he would be comfortable if I just was no, nursing. No, no, that's but he... on our end. Oh, yeah, right. Our yeah. viewpoint is we're, we're free. We're feeding They've our children. They've gone rigid. Yeah, they're like... <laughs> yeah, because never saw that before. Right. And now they're seeing it. And, you know, you got to be a yeah. real cool he dude to go through that. He tolerated it for like two minutes, and then he yeah, ex- exited. Best. He did room. his part. Sorry, I So placenta you. in the kitchen, the first thing that Grandpa did was came in, checked out the scene. Went in the kitchen to start cleaning. You know, that's where a parent always heads yeah. for is the kitchen. 
saw this bloody livery looking thing grossing me out right now and just threw it away oh he threw it away so hours later i got up because i was focused more on the placenta than you yeah as it should be you were done yeah i'm good now born done where's that placenta i've got to check this placenta out this is amazing i see what you look like but i've never seen a placenta (laughs) go in the kitchen ready to do what i have to do to cut it up to give it to the dog cola who is the bitchinest dog ever and i can't find it and i Go back in and I say, Dad, have you seen the placenta? Like, I don't even know that how, she's ever heard how that How often word. has that ever been uttered in the history of mankind? Dad, have you seen the placenta? <laughs> like, <laughs> placenta? It's like going through the files, placenta, placenta. Hey, da, Pop, da, da, have you da, seen da. the placenta? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he okay. went, so then it registers and he went, I throw it away. <laughs> wrapped it in the paper and threw it away. He's from New York. You just wrap your meat in yeah. newspaper put tape on it and you're out the door. Right. This is Steiner. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is awesome. Yeah. So Cola never got the placenta. Okay, so the dog never had the placenta. No. But that but actually <clears throat> now now I think the rules are is for the mother to eat the placenta. See things have gone too far. Wow. I, I really don't now think it's we're necessary. So advanced. Well, because Unless you you're going to marinate it in some no. teriyaki sauce. No, no, and you like... get all the nutrients again. I, you're yeah. supposed I like to all now, those ideas. Supposed those ideas it, are fine. You're supposed to send it to Apple computers and they put it in the hard drive <laughs> for the mainframe. <laughs> that's, how, that's how all the... I'm sure you can make a great freeze dry out of the placenta. Yeah. You know, some great topical ointments. For well, wrinkle that, reduction. That's my, my new skincare line, placenta. Yep. <laughs> Dad, have you seen the placenta? Dad, have you seen the placenta? Okay, Dad, where's the placenta? Line, yeah. Um, well, that concludes today's podcast about placentas. And we could go on and on, and we'll have you you're back. You're so amazing, Because Mom. you're fun, and your we'll story, have you back. And your stories are fucking amazing. And I know there's about nine million deep of stories that are going to be and awesome. And they must be told. Yeah, oh. they must be told. <laughs> um, but we have to wrap up because... All right, everyone, do something. Eat your placentas. I love you, Mom. <laughs> Thanks, Jima. There was, we'll gather there for certain because today's the day the teddy bears have their peace.